This is a Flashpoint Extra. I'm Flashpoint host Cherry Gray. Hey, everybody. You know I spent a lot of time covering criminal justice reform. I'll tell you one thing. I was able to facilitate a race-based discussion on implicit bias um, following a very powerful play at the Arden Theater in Old City. The play is called 74 Seconds to Judgment, and it gives a fictional inside look at the deliberations of six deadlocked juries. They're involved in a cop shooting case of an unarmed black victim. And there's a white shooter, and that's all I'll say. <laughs> now with me in the studio to discuss this is Cash Goins, the playwright behind it all. He also stars as one of the jurors. We also have director Amina Robinson. And let me just tell you, this is a powerful production. Yo, welcome to Flashpoint <laughs> and to the KYW Hello. Studios. Thanks for having us. So Indeed. this is very exciting. Yeah. And you are, you two are, you are getting very positive reviews. Yeah. 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 It's having a really, really good impact. It's, I think it's having the impact that we wanted it to have. Absolutely. Right? I would yeah. agree with that. So wonderful. So could you just, I didn't, other than the six member juries that's deadlocked, could you give the layout of the story without giving away too much? <laughs> I, I like cash take it. <laughs> you can give the layout. Sure. So like you said, it's a jury of six. Um, and when you meet us, we're in the 11th day of deliberations for a very high spirited uh, public type of case where an African-American victim has been murdered by a white shooter. And this jury has been deadlocked. And, um, I guess you would say approaching tipping point at, at on the day that this play takes place. Yeah. And so just you guys use one stage, mm-hmm. one scene, mm-hmm. and it's very it's a very physical play for it to be. <laughs> it's very physical. And yeah, I, I mean, you know, yeah, people moving is. around, jumping on things. It's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very theatrical. It's very theatrical. And so talk about the idea behind it and, and how you were able to pack so much so many themes, so much on the stage. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'm the best to answer it because really, it's Cash's work that he that he made. I think that there was just uh, there are so many things surrounding these issues to be addressed, and I think that Cash very skillfully um, raises a lot of questions about many of them without um, without belaboring anything. You know, he sort of touches on a lot of different themes. Um, very skillfully so that you don't feel overwhelmed by by all of the themes that are surrounding these situations. Uh, and in terms of staging that, it just is, you know, trying to find the truth with these jurors in the room and how they navigate all of it, you know? Yeah, there are some heated discussions. Yeah. Um, Cash, what inspired you to write this? Other than, I mean, I, we, we know what's happening in the news, but it's compacted. Yes, so um, like you said, we, we see what's been broadcast to us and what's been shared to us now that um, there are more instances being shared through cell phones and social medias uh, post we, we get to see what's going on instead of just hearing about it from, yeah. from a news perspective. So with that, you know, each one of the, there, there was that spate where, you know, it just went from Trayvon to Eric Garner to Tamir to Philando. Like it was just a run of them. And, each one just took a little piece out of me. But then when Diamond Reynolds broadcast 
the aftermath of Philando Castile being shot. I remember that. Right there on Facebook mm-hmm. Live. I remember pulling over on 476 and watching the video because, you know, it just kept popping up in notifications. And I watched it, and that particular one stayed on me so long. It was the one that made me say, okay, now I have these questions inside of me, and I need to create. And that's where the title actually comes from, 74 Seconds to Judgment, because it was 74 seconds that had elapsed from when Geronimo Yanez pulled over Philando's car until the last bullet was shot out of his gun. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's that's I did not know it was 74 seconds. Yep. Um, and and it's wow. Yeah. And I remember watching that video and um, and I happened to be I went to see this play twice. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it. The reaction from one of the women in the audience, I mean, Cash, you probably remember, she stood up and she went on a five to seven minute tirade from, she was almost like, um, I won't say traumatized, but she was deeply impacted. Is that the effect you were trying to have or... I mean, I, I just... Are you surprised by that? <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised, only because when my mother came to see it a year ago, she <laughs> sat in the audience and sobbed yeah. <laughs> at the ending. So um, I'm not... I can't say I'm surprised about it. I think that one of the beautiful things about the piece is that it does have the potential to really, really, really make people introspective and really connect with people. And so... Um, I'm not surprised that somebody was that moved to it. I think that as the play addresses implicit bias and all the things that we feel about one another, we have to also acknowledge that we do bring that into the theater with us as well. So whatever you bring into the theater with you is going to impact the way that you see that show that night. Um, So I'm not surprised. I'm actually delighted that it's affecting people in the way that it is. Yeah, Yeah, I had to just take a breath. (laughs) chill out because and and Cass could you just go over some of the themes could you because there's a a lot going on and I think that's why I don't know if that's why she stood up and was just like and everybody was just like mouth open Uh looking at this lady yeah Yeah. I I mean I mean uh, like she said implicit bias and assumptions those are probably the big ones Mm -hmm. because the two big questions that the play hopes to ask is what is it that two strangers bring into an interaction where someone his life his or her life is decided, you know, inside of two minutes or less. You know, Tamir Rice, 12 years old, his life was decided in two seconds. He didn't even have a chance to say, hey, wait one second, nothing. Get out, pal. So it's nothing Tamir Rice did at that moment, at that part, that gave him a two-second death sentence. So what is it that the person with the gun brought with him and how he saw Tamir Rice that made him say, Oh yeah, I'm scared. This is this is a situation where I have to murder that person. You know, what do we carry around with us that helps to fuel that so that the moment there's any kind of stimuli, that's what comes out of us. Mm-hmm. And at the same time in these juries, um we all see the same videos that the jury has as evidence and time after time again whether if if it's the grand jury deciding not to indict or if it's the jury of peers that's deciding that it's a not guilty verdict. What did they bring into the deliberations other than just the facts of the case that they're deliberating? And because a lot of times when you hear the jury instructions, you are told that you're supposed to just look at the law. And when mm-hmm. you're even being selected for a jury, the big thing is, just can you be the part type of person that's going to put all your, you know, outside? And uh-huh. this sort of said, you know, while, you know, you're not supposed to talk about this stuff. 
But people, no matter what, kind of bring the stuff with them. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that we, I think we can't help but bring it with us. And I think that that's, I mean, Cash talks about this um, this documentary or a series or something that was talking to the jurors from the Trayvon Martin case. Mm. And it's like, even after knowing all of the things that they know now, they still feel like they would have to vote not guilty. Yeah. You know, and, and getting getting past that in <clears throat> there are instances of it in Cash's play too, where you know the votes change as the as the story is going along. But it's you know the the question is, am I going to vote my morals or am I going to vote the law? Right. Yeah, and it was interesting because at the end of the second play, we had did a little straw yeah. poll in the audience <laughs> mm-hmm. about who would vote which way, and yeah. I mean it was very interesting, and I'm sure. It changes as the makeup of the audience changes their yeah. backgrounds and their viewpoints because you carry that with you everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what did you bring? I mean, specifically you as directing. I won't, I'll ask Cash that because uh-huh. uh, as well. But what did you bring sort of, you know, with you to directing as a woman, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, directing this and given and I won't even say what the outcome and, and none of that stuff. But just what did you bring that sort of colored how this how this play was um, portrayed on stage? Um, I think that I, I have very strong opinions about um, <laughs> art and about uh, who is who is leading any artistic venture. And I um, because I am a, a black woman, this show, in my opinion, <laughs> is very, very, very focused on. That dynamic there, there like thematically there are things one of some of the things that are happening. There's like a dynamic, a family dynamic between a black mother, a black father and a black child. So there's a lot of like um, skillfully crafted (laughs) subliminal messaging going on (laughs) with blocking and all that kind of stuff to sort of paint a very particular picture of that family dynamic. It's supported by the text. It's totally in the text. I didn't make it up. But I think the fact that I pick up on it so readily is because I'm a black woman. Um, Whereas I think that depending on who's directing it, they may not even realize that there's a family dynamic there that needs to be highlighted. Yeah. Certain, so I, I think that I think that being a black woman just really influences the way that I see the piece. Like I, I tend to think that Ramona is the heart of the piece. I don't know that Cash wrote it to be that way, but when I read it, I was like, Ramona's the heart of the piece, clearly. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I just sort of focus a lot on that. I think that that's one of the ways that I interpret it. That maybe she a was a very different. reasonable voice. Yeah, I will say that throughout. <laughs> she was a very she didn't really take sides, but she was like a moral voice. She was throughout mm-hmm. when yeah. even when the the men were acting crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> she was the moral <laughs> voice. Mm-hmm. Which you know a lot of she times, is, yeah, yeah. Each of them represents something for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, Ramona sort of represents the heart. Travoy represents, or no, it's not his character's name. Brandon right. represents the. Um, the hope and the youth and the light and, and a potential better future. Um, Doug, I said, represents America. Yep. Uh, Pat represents the scales of justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did I say Bill represents? Oh, you're. Oh, I, I think Bill represents our our burden and the soul of Black folks and our burden that we have. And um, and Kim. Kim represent. What did I say? Kim was. Kim is the. Oh, I forgot what. Kim yeah, was. I can't remember what. I that forgot was. what Kim was, but each of them sort of represented. She almost was something. like an idealistic figure. She had this idealism, mm-hmm. you know, 
I don't know, like, because I feel like a lot of people live in bubbles, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. they have they have a very idealistic view of America. Yeah. Oh, and I think she, um, was, I think she uh, represented uh, white liberal feminism. Is yeah, that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It was it was good though. Yeah. I was like, okay, she broke it down. She broke it down. Boom, boom, boom. And so you, you know, I know we talked about why what kind of outside uh, influences inspired you, Cash. But like, what uh, about your own experience? You know, as a black man, inspired some of the some of the scenes here. And you don't have to go in. I don't. I don't want y'all to. I want y'all to be as shocked as I was. So that's why I'm not trying to share too much. Because I want people to kind of, I was sure, like, sure, I didn't sure. know what to expect. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, I, yeah. and I'm just saying, go see it. But, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I live my life um, so curious. Yeah. At all times. I'm, I'm a perpetual why. I'm a, I'm a why waiting to happen. You know, <laughs> um, I question everything. <laughs> I, I question my own, yeah. my strongest points. I question those because it's interesting to me. I'm the person that could probably talk and debate like about the most minuscule thing. If it's not resolved, I could probably do that for 12 hours. Yeah. So even my character um, that I play, I was interested in creating a person that kind of flips things upside down. You know, when you when you come in with your ideas about, okay, I know what this play is going to be. I see these three white characters. I see these three black characters. I know what he's going to be. I know what he's going to be. And then you start to hear from my character. It's like, oh, maybe maybe this journey isn't what I anticipated it would be. So at that point, you're thrust into the kind of mindset that I basically live with. You, yeah. have, you have to become open to receive whatever this is going to be and set aside your notion that you can predict it. So that's kind of the spirit that I brought in, and that's probably why there are so many twists and turns and unexpected happenings yeah. all the way through to the end because that's kind of how I like – I like to keep everything so fresh that I'm discovering in the moment in life. And I like to do that as an actor. And and that's kind of how I write. Yeah. And I will say this, that um, as someone who's seen a lot of movies and read a lot of books and seen a lot of plays, y'all got me. <laughs> y'all got me. And I mean, like, I was going to bring my brothers to see it. My brother, he 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 does videos and stuff uh-huh. or whatever. And um, he always can, me and him be like, yo, this is what's about to happen at the end. <laughs> and I just want to say that you will not, I, I doubt if, I, I bet you it's only like a very small percentage. Zero percent. Zero percent. <laughs> that will predict the outcome. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and so what are you hoping that these audiences, because, it's a diverse group of people coming to see this play. Mm-hmm. And it's all kinds of ages and uh, ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. and geography. Because Philly, you know, we bring in a, art and theater brings in a lot of people from the suburbs. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, what are you hoping that folks take from this? I would like to see hearts and minds open to a different perspective. Mm. I would like to see people leaving, examining some of the thoughts that they may have that they're afraid to admit that they have, some of the fears that they have that they're afraid to admit that they have, and just examining that. Because I think that the first step is it is first just to realize that that's how you feel and that that's what's actually going on. Because it's in the denial of it that a lot of problems happen. You know, we have to be open to discussing what's really on our minds and how we really feel about yeah. things so that... um you know, we're open to possibly having our perspectives change. 
Yeah. And I have to say that you all do have doing something that is unusual for every show, which is having a talk back. Yeah. Explain why you decided to do that. Yeah. It, okay. it, it's <laughs> we like to call it community discussion, because I think when you present a play that unearths um, or encourages the unearthing of strong perspectives, you know, like let's pull out these taboo subjects that everybody just learns. You're not supposed to talk about them. And. Because we don't ever talk about them, they stay underground and they get infected and they allow, they're allowed to infect society. Mm-hmm. So we, we believe that step one is to pull it out, call it out, create an atmosphere where people are willing to uh, think so open that they're willing to actually even speak openly mm-hmm. and um, start hearing their own words or hearing the words of other people in these realms that are n- never discussed and and that's the beginning process of putting this stuff on the scale of reality and not allowing that bias and assumption mindset to take the place of reality. So we, we, we consider that a very important part. Yeah. And I saw, you know, just from the two times I've been there, very strong reactions mm-hmm. in the cast. Y'all are sitting up there mm-hmm. taking questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, craziest question y'all got so far. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know that it was a question. I think it was a comment for me where um, one of the audience members really connected with uh, Bill, and he basically went on to express, in a very charming way, (laughs) like he was really a charming guy, um, but began to express his feelings that, you know, he feels that, that, you know, the problem is that (laughs) blacks and Hispanics have not assimilated and that Ooh. if we would assimilate, you know, we wouldn't have the issues that we have. And, you know, it, it speaks to how open a forum this is, because Correct. then the discussion that happens subsequently, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe made him question that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. His whole notion was there should be one culture. Everybody should, you know, one culture. We should stop going off and expressing yeah. any sort of cultural specificity and yeah. just <laughs> and just assimilate. I think and that like, was which the culture most, do we pick? You know, well, well he, he, he gave a suggestion. He did. He said, well, he said, yeah, he said we are a white Christian nation. A white male Christian right, ideals. Yeah, white, white, yeah. Yes, oh. white male yeah, Christian yeah, ideals. And he yeah. said we all need to do that yeah. and then the world will be a better place. So that was interesting. <laughs> if we all were the same, the world probably will be better, but we're not. Yeah. And yeah, and even then people were probably, that's not how humans are. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, well, I think that was the most interesting. Some people, I know somebody, people had stuff to say about that. This is Philly. <laughs> it, was, it was a conversation. Oh, it, was, it was a conversation. It was a it conversation. Was. Yeah. That, that's the one thing that, that that's successful. Nobody gets shot down. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they can feel however they want to feel after they express something so strongly on their own. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not like somebody telling you that hey that's an interesting thought you know like yeah you kind of discover that on your own by the way that the rest of the conversation from everybody in the room goes mm-hmm. you know that's fascinating <laughs> yeah. that's fascinating yeah. and you know i have to say i haven't seen people able to have community conversations in such a diverse forum mm-hmm. you know i usually it's like people preaching to each other right mm-hmm. versus having people from all walks of life in the same space yeah with this type of powerful programming in front of them and forced to confront it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's what helps makes it make it interesting and special. That's what we we're talking about, that yeah. it's like this open forum where people are actually saying the things that they feel. Yeah. 
there's something about watching it that that made him feel comfortable in this room right to say you know what this is actually what i think right and this somebody is what said I it feel. <laughs> it's cuz you know? somebody kind of said it yeah right, right he's like that's this is what i feel yeah. yeah you know and and to have that not turn into an argument but right. to remain in the realm of discussion so that you know, we can actually hopefully get somewhere else. Yeah. And I wonder how you were able to select so many. I mean, it was like a lot of different. You pulled like different things from so many different points of view. I mean, because <laughs> Bill was able to say that, mm-hmm. agree with this guy, <laughs> but still have, you know, agreements with other things, having to talk with the son. Like it was so many different aspects yeah. and each character was so different and I mean, you brought in like 50 different things <laughs> in just this hour and a half play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think that people are more complex than just whatever their strong note is. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So if, if, if you put six people in a room and let them talk for 90 minutes or for 75 minutes or what have you and give them the room to express themselves as the wind blows, you're going to find out a lot more about them than meets the eye. So it's just like, let's hear what they have to say and see what that what that means to the rest of us. And when they say it, somebody else has a chance to respond to it or feel it or, th- you know, so so that's just kind of how it goes when people are listening to each other. And they played out in front of folks. <laughs> and like that lady, she stood up with a seven minute. I was like, monologue. I said, calm down. And so um, you have quite a few shows, yeah. like 70s plus shows. I think a few have already gone yeah. forward, but yeah, it's, quite a it's, it's quite a So people have opportunity to see this. Absolutely. Where can people go uh, get their tickets? You know, support art and theater. Art and theater is a nonprofit uh-huh. bringing this type of wonderful work yeah. uh, to the stage. And and art and I mean, they, this is great. Absolutely, yeah. oh, very yeah. unusual. Absolutely, yeah, they're they're they are really putting forth something wonderful. Yeah, they're taking a really big step in a good direction. Yep. Yeah, with this show. So we got to get people out to check this out and support this play because we need more. Yeah. I mean, right now with the country being so divided, but this issue of race, gender, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, um, sexual orientation, uh-huh. all of this at the forefront. I mean, you got transgender people getting back. I mean, come on, y'all. We <laughs> got to talk about yep. this and deal with these issues right. and yep. confront them. And so where can people get tickets? Yep. Artintheater.org and mm-hmm. theater spelled T-R-E. Tiari, <laughs> not er. Okay, um, and so people, there's, it's going to be running through March. Yep. Yeah, March. 30th. So you have time, people. Um, bring your kids. I, I feel like you know, middle school, you can go. Yeah, I mean, I I brought my son Xavier. He's seven. It's okay. a lot. It's for a, a seven lot year old, for yeah. a seven year old, it depends on what. It's like PG thirteen, y'all. It's like PG thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Depends on what conversations you've had, right. and mm-hmm. which ones you are trying to have now and or not trying to have now. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I would give it about a PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. Safely, I feel like you could safely bring like a sixth grader, and they could they probably yeah, should know I enough. Think so. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, I want to say thank you so much to Cash Goins. Thank you so much to. Uh, Amina Robinson for coming into the KYW studios and talking about 74 seconds to judgment. Thank you for having us. Excellent job. This has been a Flashpoint Extra. Flashpoint is KYW News Radio's weekly public affairs show. It airs every weekend on 1060 a.m. on your radio dial. And it comes on at 930 p.m. on Saturdays and Sunday morning at 830. So you can subscribe to the Flashpoint podcast for exclusive content like this extra. You can find us on the Radio.com app, the Apple podcast app, or any podcast uh, platform. All you got to do is search Flashpoint. 
Point KYW. And if there's something in your community that has you hot under the collar, let us know. And we'll walk you through the flames. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is Flashpoint Show. Mine is Cherry Greggs. And thank you because you're a part of the Flashpoint fam. So we really appreciate you listening and subscribing to our podcast. We work really hard and we really, really care about the community. So until next time, I'm your host, Cherry Greg. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>